0: Hello, sinners, saints, brothers, and sisters. I am so glad that you're here for another episode where we will inevitably explore our joy, shake our fists, and try to find our way in the midst of this chaotic world. Sinner, Saint, Sister really hopes to remind people that you are never, ever alone. So if you like today's episode, please share it with a friend. Maybe share it with your Bible study. Leave a review and like and subscribe. Look for extras on YouTube at youtube.com slash Allison Sullivan. I hope you hear something that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Center St. Sister. I read somewhere that everything is more dangerous at a high speed. And isn't it so? I mean, falling off a bike while creeping, it's kind of funny. But while at a high speed, in a race, it can be potentially tragic. Seeing a deer while meandering or just off your porch, that's enchanting. But while traveling down the highway at 70 miles per hour, it could be catastrophic. During this slow pace that I've been practicing, I've realized that I've been living my life in a terrible hurry to do good because it does feel a little urgent after all. But without rest, hectic helping, well, it can start to feel a little more like nothing more than just a bunch of noise a passionate rush to be effective, it can cause harm if there isn't any rest in it. Rest, it's an incubator for understanding and without it, we could miss the sacred and the subtle. Jesus was tempted in the desert and he was tempted with good things. And this makes sense because if the devil showed up in red and and holding a pitchfork, it wouldn't have been a real temptation, just some cartoon of it. But we are told that Jesus really was tempted, an enemy. He put good things before him, and he said, essentially, there's a faster way to get what you want here. But that way, that logical way, that worldly way, it abandons the slow, true, beautiful work of the cross. It's really easy to fix our eyes on the things of this world I might see influence or affirmation or productivity as good temptations. Those things, they might not be altogether bad, but is the heart behind them? Maybe. So often my tendencies or my desires, it can trick me into thinking that there is a faster way to holiness than just taking up my cross and trusting and resting in the slow work of God. Rest in solitude, silence and reflection, healing and acceptance. My friend, Aaron Nequist, he knows better than most the value of supportive community, telling the truth, and making space for a Holy Spirit to move freely in our midst. In this episode, he outlines his desire to minister to the weary with his retreat, pastors, priests, and guides. In the midst of turmoil, the greatest gift in Christ, it's the ability to imagine another future, another season, a time that might be more positive or peaceful than the one we find ourselves in now. Aaron, he's a pointer in my life and he's on a mission, a mission to bring about a new beginning through accompaniment, comfort, community, redemption, restoration, worship and freedom. Pastors, priests and guides is likely coming to a city nearish you. But I promise, even if this retreat isn't anywhere on your radar yet, you will love this conversation about a slower pace and the power of looking in in a world that's always pointing out. Pink Salt Riot creates products that are created to be reminders to show up authentically as we are and live into the mission that God has exactly for us. Pink Salt Riot creates jewelry and greeting cards and lifestyle goods and gifts that anyone who loves Jesus would love. All of these products are made with the hope of pointing us back to radically standing in the truth about what God says about us and that we are worthy exactly as we are. We can anchor our daily lives to God's love and faithfulness. And you guys, Christmas is just around the corner. I know that there is something perfect for someone you care about at Pink Salt Riot. Follow them on Instagram and TikTok or pinksaltriot.com. Hello, Erin. Welcome back to the show. I loved our first conversation so much, and I heard from so many other disoriented people who also mm-hmm. felt so accompanied by it. I'm so grateful that you've agreed to come back. Uh, welcome yeah.
1: back. Oh, thank you. I mean, there, I've had that experience so many times where you have it, even a moment where you're like, so I'm not alone, right? Yes, I'm exactly. not crazy in <laughs> yes. this. Yes, and exactly. um, so the fact that our conversation could create a little space for others who are not alone and not crazy, that, yes. that means a lot to me.
0: Um, I am so grateful, Aaron, for the way that you walk through life. Um, it's like you have all this room to make observations and feel your feelings and gather information and pray and mm-hmm. learn from silence and even learn from noise. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know like live your life deeply enough to to problem solve for one but then use your your creativity and your callings to make sense of all the suffering and mm. then reach out and so oh, and bring yeah. other people along with sure. with what you've learned. And um, if our first conversation was kind of a part one, I don't think we knew that at the time.
1: Okay. Right. <laughs> but right.
0: I feel like this conversation is a part two. And I love both because I feel like these conversations are just two sides, uh, mm-hmm. like opposite sides of something very, very precious. Yeah. Um Our our first conversation was about, you know, just times of crisis or when it feels like everything's falling apart, what remains, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, Mm -hmm. it was it was about honesty. Um, And then this next conversation, I think, is going to be the answer to all of that, Mm -hmm. the antidote to all of that. Um, And you gave plenty of good answers in the first episode, too. But I feel like in this one, you are. All caps like doing it. <laughs> so, so two things. How the heck yeah. have you been, Aaron? How's your heart? <laughs> oh, man. And then yeah. also, and then what is pastor priests and guides?
1: Yeah. Well, um, maybe the only thing that I would nuance in what you're saying is I don't know if we're gonna give answers today okay. as much as create space for the answers to emerge. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. that's a
0: good distinction. So
1: I don't think that answers don't exist. So I'm not like, like, oh, nothing matters, you know, whatever. But I'm also wary of saying I'm about to dispense them. Yeah, right, (laughs) right, right. right. (laughs) But what I believe more than anything is when we can create the right kinds of spaces, like even like when you were talking about our last conversation, I felt like that space opened up some things that were, Mm. that were, that were uh, really meaningful. And so, um, so yeah. So I want to talk a lot about uh, a couple of these spaces that I think that I've experienced as, I mean, life-changing is such a cliche, right? Uh, until it actually happened. yet, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So some, some, some of those life-changing things. So yeah. I mean, you asked how I'm doing um, probably like everyone moments of, great joy and moments of sorrow and yeah. um, and i mean the world is so weird right now consolation and, and desolation
0: so, 10 times a day yes. is fine
1: <laughs> that's right hour by hour sometimes minute by minute you yeah. know um and maybe you know it's everything's heightened right now but maybe that's how it's always been right i have we wondered just, that exactly yeah yeah it wasn't like life was always pretty much good and now it's crazy. I think it's always been ebbing and flowing cuz that's like what it means to be human. Yeah. But now and I do it's feel just especially sensitive. hyperdrive. So it's like am I yeah. just
0: more aware, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, so um so things are good. Um I was just telling uh my wife yesterday I've been running a little too fast, too hard. Like mm-hmm. too many things, trying to juggle too many things at yeah. the same time, mm-hmm. and the way that always manifests to me is like feeling sad. Mm-hmm. So, like a couple of days ago, I was like, "Man, I'm really feeling down. What's going on?" Like, like no, that's great, and that's great. Yeah. Oh, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on, you know. And I've had seasons where I where I was was depressed and had to really engage that. Yeah. But this is not that. that. This was just. Exhausted. Yeah. Aaron, you need to take a nap. That's mm-hmm. what you need. So yes. Yes. anyway, so um, so this weekend actually, especially before traveling next week, um, just doing some exhales. Sean and I are gonna go out on a date and just like wander the city and have a great meal and just be together and good. So, yeah. Awesome.
0: So I I love that you um are, are pretty deliberate in the wording of what you have created, mm. which is a retreat and yes. not a conference. It's not a so conference. Yep. It is not a conference. It is a retreat. Yep. We are not dispelling a bunch of information, and, That's right. which I feel like is you know a version of what you just said a second ago. Um, can you tell us about what you have created and yes. what you're hoping?
1: <clears throat> it's called Pastors, Priests, and Guides. And it's a uh, two and a half day retreat for clergy. And what we're saying is anyone who has not given up. On this broken (laughs) but beautiful church Mm. yeah so if everything's working for you if you're just like crushing it and taking the next hill (laughs) god bless you um you may not need to come and be a part of our our retreat but if you are um if you can see that the american church is burning to the ground
2: Mm.
1: and you know we can't like save the container but you haven't given up on the way of Jesus. Yeah. And you want to and you want like you need a a community that wants to wrestle with that with you. Yeah. Oh my, join us. Yeah. And that's why we started it. I mean, right now I've never I've been in like full-time church work for over 20 years and I've never seen a season where more of my priest and pastor friends are exhausted, are yeah. disillusioned. Yeah. Are either actively quitting or thinking about it and and again we're not the goal isn't keep everybody in the church, but the goal is to like something yeah, I keep using the analogy, something is burning down, yeah and um and i don't want to save the container, but i want to i want i want to let's create some life refs for all of us, yeah uh, for the people I so, love
0: the idea of um you know, l- looking at who might be leading other people, yeah, um, who might see themselves as a guide, yeah, um, which really, when you get right down to it, we're all caring for others. We all are,
1: absolutely. Um, we so all play in that, that role
0: yeah. in that definition. I mean, everyone's a, a leader, but and so I love how expansive you've made it. Um, I'm. I would like to talk a minute, if you don't mind, about yeah. the responsibility
2: of of a yeah. good
0: worthy leader because, um, I, you know, these, these, I've been deeply affected by the last several years. And, um, I feel like it is completely impossible to move forward in, in redemption or in, in restoration. If I, as a guide or as someone who cares for others, if I am not doing the work that I need to do, because I am still stuck saying, oh, it's not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. Or
0: why am I so sensitive? You know, it feels like I have this, I spent, let's put it this way. I wasted a lot of time thinking that I have morally failed somehow by Uh, being so upset, you know, by, by having such an intense grief response. Yeah. So. In a way, it's kind of like first things first. you know yeah. we let's just yeah. lean in yep. to to the things that we're feeling because we know that there's no way through but through.
1: that's right. Um,
0: and so as leaders, people who go first, To say, I'm going to fix this thing inside of me so that I can bring, and there's always people that are further ahead on the path than, I mean, you know, you know, where you are versus, you know, where I am. And and so, so there are are people that I've looked to you and and Sarah Bessie and your dear wife. And, you know, there, there are these voices that, that guide us, you know, that hold this little lantern and, you know, light the way, but I have that responsibility too. So yeah. then I have work to do.
1: <laughs> that's it. Ab- that's absolutely right. Yep. Well, a um, couple things. First, I have to close my window. We're right <laughs> on 21st Street and <laughs> it is uh, relentlessly loud.
0: Life in the um, big city. You've got, you've got street noise. I've got trains. We're, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> so, I, I, man, I resonate so much with what you just said. And, you know, the first... Image that comes up is is been said a million times, but it's really resonant. You know, on airplanes, if the oxygen masks come down, the message yeah. is put your own mask on first right. before yeah. you try to help your kids and the people around you. And there is deep human wisdom there. Um, I know very often. Uh, sometimes it's for good reasons. I want to help the people around me first. Other times it's I don't want to deal with my need. And it's easier to Absolutely. pour my energy into the people around. So I think there's good reasons and there's uh you know, exporting reasons. Yeah, yeah, um, an act of avoidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I didn't it's, really
0: I'm sorry, I didn't really ask you a question. No, I just kind of like <laughs> I just I just resonated with it. But,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
0: I guess you know, like what are you hoping to heal? Like what can you name? Have you put a lot of thought into? Uh, and I know everybody's experiences are different, but I, I do think collectively we're yeah. having a lot of shared experiences. Yeah. Um, w- what specifically are you are you hoping to heal? What have you seen?
1: Yeah. You mentioned oh,
0: burnout for sure.
1: There's the. I think there's a dual thing. There's exhaustion. I mean, mm-hmm. trying to lead a church or a community through the COVID years when you couldn't even yeah. be together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has been. Just truly exhausting for so many, but there's also the disillusionment. There's, mm-hmm. and some of it is the division. My pastor yeah. and priest friends just say, Everything I say, every decision I make, 50% of my community says, You didn't go far enough, and the yeah. other 50% said, Why are you being so divisive? Sure, everything. And so they're like, how do I lead? How do I pastor? Everything is us and them. And so there's that. And then honestly, um, and uh, when you look at the role that American Christians are playing in the wider conversation in our country, um, it's Mm -hmm. just really disillusioning. Yeah. Um, my, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but my my son, when he was in eighth grade, um, uh, some of his friends heard that his family were Christians, and they were like, "Really?" And one of the girls said, "So you don't believe in science?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Of course, I believe in science." And then yeah. they talked about something else. But like, what this thing has become. In the cultural conversation is, is so confusing. And, Mm -hmm. and so there's an exhaustion and a disillusionment. Mm -hmm. What am I hoping to heal? Um, again, I'm not hoping to heal anything. I don't have that power, (laughs) but what, what I can do and what our team can do is convene a space and a set of guides. That just help us hold the space. I mean, it's it's what a great therapist is for. The therapist mm. isn't giving all the answers often, and especially what a great spiritual director is doing. Spiritual director isn't the boss. Uh, she or he is simply um, sitting with us and listening to God's spirit together. Yeah, oh, what it's you, so beautiful. What are you noticing? Thank you, you so it.
0: much. Gosh. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me, you know, talk therapy is not my favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to like pretend that I've made this, you know, some really healthy rhythm in my life. Cause I haven't, yeah. I, I like yeah. go on emergency bases of course. and then, you know, yep. anyways, yep. but I was having this experience where I was, I was depressed. I mean, yeah. clinically I was, I was depressed okay. and yeah. I was dealing with a lot of shame and blame in the midst mm. of all of that. And so as I'm talking to this therapist, I, I, I felt so like I, I felt like such a burden. Like I am wasting your time. I huh. am boring you here. I am so yeah. sad and I have a pool in my backyard and you must be so mm. bored with me, you know? And right. she said, she said, honey, the only thing that bores me is, is people that aren't telling the truth. Go on.
1: Wow.
0: You know? And wow. so it was so, um, I, I have chills thinking about how kind she was oh. in that moment, you know, just how yeah. seen I felt. And at yeah. the very end, and so she just let me go on and I went on and on and on. And then at the very end, <laughs> she said, well, it seems to me like you've been very depressed.
2: Wow.
0: And it was like, why was that revolutionary? Yeah. I don't know, but yes. it was like there is power in naming things, yes. Yes. and so they're like getting together with other people who are struggling, yep. naming the thing, even yep. if it there are subtle differences here and yeah. there.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: just the idea of that I feel healed already, Aaron. don't, oh, don't worry, man. I'm still coming. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, yeah, um,
1: to name it, there's well, let, let me tell you the the second thing we're going to do at the retreat. But it's to this exact point, it's to name reality and Mm. to have your reality be heard Mm. both of those are so powerful. But at the very beginning of the retreat, we're going to do a short um, opening liturgy, just a time of prayer and, you know, exhale and slowing down. And then the first practice we're going to do is one of my favorite practices that we just called, how are you arriving? Mm. And we're, we literally passed the mic around Um, in Mm. New York. We had about 75 of us at this retreat. And so we literally just put the mic on one side of the room and you got to say, hi, my name is, and I am arriving three words, Mm. not three sentences. It wasn't story time. It was just, and I'm arriving. I love that you gave
0: me three. I'm like, yes,
1: (laughs) that's right. That's right. That's great. And you just say it into the room and then you pass your mic. Ugh. And I'm telling you like three minutes in, we're like, oh, this is a safe place for me. Yeah. Because if you're saying that you're depressed, if you're saying that you're hopeful, if you're saying that, then my three words and <sighs> my hundred words are, are also welcome here. Gosh. And it so, feels,
0: yeah. you know, you describing that. It feels so beautiful just to. um, This sounds melodramatic, and I'm sorry, but like just to enjoy yeah. people again, like, yes. <laughs> like to it's remember. So yep. You know, scripture is always telling us to remember, like yeah. to remember that I like you. I yeah. love That's humanity. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, right. as opposed to what I'm seeing in my algorithm. Yep. or, That's know. right. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if you're familiar with Karen Joy Hardwick. She has done a lot of work around, um, her book is called The Connected Leader. Yeah. And I I love it so much because it's basically, her, her idea is that if you have not done interior work, then you are, and you're leading people, then you are likely walking around with a lot of unexamined insecurities, yeah. which yes. makes you very easily triggered yes. and which makes you have like these really awful, ugly defense mechanisms. Right. It's and so, so, true. so, yes, she is arguing um, out of this ego driven hustle of a, of right. what we used to value in leaders right. and into someone who is living this fully human um, open, vulnerable, honest experience who has done a lot of interior work. And, um, and I can see how that could get a lot of criticism. Um, I'm just picturing some people in my life that would, that would say, well, that sounds like a lot of navel gazing to me. You know, it might sound like really woohoo to, you know, um, I don't know, just, just dive into your own life, but these, what we're doing isn't working. So, so, you know, all of these people with a lot of confidence and a, and a little charisma and, yep. you know, the, the power suit and the checklists and the, and the models, I mean, yep. let's, let's give something else a try, shall we?
1: <laughs> Listen, I, I was just about to say that. Um, <laughs> well, I, uh, small comment. And then I want to talk exactly about that. Um, the first pre-engagement counseling Shauna and I went to, Mm-hmm. The first thing that the person said was a healthy marriage is basically two healthy people. Mm-hmm. And there's the third entity to the marriage, but primarily, yeah. so yeah. bring the most healthy yeah. version. And yes. I wonder if the healthiest pastor is the healthiest human yes. who is trying to serve, the healthiest that. professor, the healthiest yes. parent. I mean, as a well parent, said. right? Yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, there's there's there is that that whole side, and then what you just said of the other way just isn't working. I mean, mm. if the swagger, certainty, confidence, <laughs> yeah. you know, if that thing was going to make our world better, our world would be great because that's the only kind of leaders that it have been in charge of this planet. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of one of my friends, uh, Cheryl Bridges-John, she's a uh, theologian and um, a feminist theologian. She's a, a charismatic. She's wonderful. She's brilliant. She made a comment um, not too long ago. She said, you know, I really think the leaders of the future are going to be consensus builders, mm-hmm. are going to be humble, uh-huh. are going to be team oriented. Yes. She listed five or six traits. Yeah. And she said, in other words, Women.
0: Women. Yes. And that just resonated inter-personally so interpersonally intelligent.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A the, problem
0: solver. Yes.
1: Yes. The 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 dude energy about I'm going to I'm going to conquer this next hill. I'm going to, you know, put it on my shoulder. It just has not served our world yeah. well. And yeah. no one can deny that, right? <laughs> no yeah. one looks around and says our country's being run this is pretty awesome. well. <laughs> <This is> really- <laughs> And so, and so, what I don't mean obviously is only women should lead, but I think we need to flip from the primarily men. I mean, if you still look at Congress mm-hmm. and still look at our at most CEOs, mm-hmm. I think we need to flip that. But for us, for those of us who are men, um, to say, well, I'm a man, that's great. I hope that's welcome. I want to embrace the fullness. Mm-hmm. of what it means to be human, which mm-hmm. is m- masculine and f- and feminine,
2: right. which
1: is moments of like, I want to be a, a, a whole person, yes. not just a cartoon of one thing that I was told right. to
0: be. Well, and women are, we're going to use our gifts somewhere. Wouldn't you yes. rather us make the church? Oh woman? yeah. Wouldn't you? Rather?
1: Oh <laughs> you know? yes. Yes. Um, it's so true. Yeah.
0: So I was just in a in a moment of of conviction I was noticing and complaining and shaking my fist at all these leaders who instead of you know um, looking inward and doing their yeah. own work they were yeah. just trying to blame everything on these outward things yeah. and then yeah. I had this moment of oh that's me too. Like I'm looking out and I'm blaming yep. you and I'm blaming you and I'm blaming you. And it's yep. like, okay, well, if this is my complaint that that person needs to go do some inner work, I better get to yep. work. I need to do some yeah. inner work too. Um, That's right. That's so right. Aaron, my, my, my very, very very favorite thing about you um, I, we talked about this last time but I was I was raised um, in Protestant spaces I became a Christian through young life in high school yeah and yep. um, and then very inconveniently met a cute Catholic boy and um, <laughs> had to, to you know I, well, I didn't have to do anything but I did some reading and I told him yeah. I will I will make this decision if it brings me closer to God and not you and yeah. I was really captivated by Catholic social teaching in the Eucharist yep. so absolutely um, so here we are but unity has become very important to me, and blurring lines um, between denominations has become yep. very important to me. Now, initially, that was probably selfish, but I do think that it is the heartbeat. Yeah of yes. God. Um yes. Yes. I just wanted to be more comfortable with, you know, all my friends in the same space. Um but I this is so important to the Lord. In fact, Jesus um went so far as to call it a new commandment. Um mm. to to love one another and you live this out so well. Aaron, you surround yourself Mm, with such a diversity of, of gifts and, um, and charisms and callings. And I am so grateful for how expansive, Mm. um, your approach to God is. You get so many different views from so many different angles and it completely affects how you bring people along. So let's, can we talk about how welcome any and all denominations are in this space?
1: Oh, Yeah. And I would say not even welcome, not even yeah. like we're gonna do our tolerated. narrow thing yeah. and anyone is welcome to come learn from us. Mm. It's way more we need you. Like if you're not there, we miss out on that part of Goodness the gracious, like, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I have
0: felt so, tolerated in a lot of yeah, places. I'm I'm tolerated. Right. I'm not necessarily yeah. celebrated.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that is a
0: really, really big difference. Thank you so much. Gosh.
1: So there, I mean, there's like, there's a couple steps. The first step, uh, so many of us are raised in the, our little pond. Yeah. We're the only ones who got it all the way right. Right. And everybody else is wrong. So, so try to stay away from other people or they will kind of soil our, our perfection. Okay. The next level is what you were just talking about where, well, we're right. But we'll be around others, so hopefully we can rub off on them. <laughs> <laughs> this but is I so think, honest. That's so yeah. Great. But I mean, that's. Uh, but I I think what what's happened to me in the last ten years, and maybe this is just when you realize your own story, um, isn't nearly enough. It just mm-hmm. doesn't actually mm-hmm. sustain a whole life, mm-hmm. and that's where I where I got my my faith tradition. Um, I, I just realized it's um it cannot sustain a, a whole robust spiritual life. Not mm. when you add pain, because mm. it had nothing to do with that. Not when you add, okay. So all these different things, but I also didn't say. And so it's all lies. Yeah, I was like, right, my tradition. There's some real beauty here. Yeah, but it's just one little sliver. So mm. that kind of pushed me out. Well. What are some other slivers? What are mm. other people saying? And I, yeah. I started to learn, I was just telling a friend the other day, um, the first book by a Catholic I read was in 2003. Someone gave me Richard Rohr's Everything Belongs. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was a game changer in a way I still can't totally mm. articulate. Um, but I mean, a Catholic, I mean, where I grew yeah. up, Catholics weren't oh, even going to be in heaven, you know? Right, right. Um, think about that. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was what I was told. And so suddenly I find, you know. So, anyways, all that to say, at these retreats, um, not only is our are are we inviting anyone from any Christian tradition, um, and I really mean anyone. Yeah. Um, but we're also putting together teams of retreat guides mm-hmm. that are coming from every tradition yes and so i mean like i know you're gonna be in houston um mm-hmm. may and uh, may that's a different one my brains <laughs> January. <okay>. january <laughs> january 23rd through 25th mm-hmm. and the opening session is going to be taught by father ron rollheiser which i can't even believe the short story i don't know if i'll tell this at the at the retreat okay the short story okay. Is I reached out to him and said, I know you live in San Antonio. It's quite a drive. We're in Houston. And he goes, I literally have two um, appointments in Houston the day before and the day after. I'm going to be sitting in a hotel in Houston with nothing to do that night. Put me in.
0: I love God so much. Yes, some it, people don't believe in God. I, mean, I Come on,
1: <laughs> I, I, on a very serious level, I had that. I had a sa- the same feeling. I, I don't tend to be super like magical, like everything. And mm-hmm. I, I, remember, I got, I, I sent the email, and I, and I just thought, oh my goodness, this is grace. This is mm-hmm. grace, because mm-hmm. he's going to be talking about uh, the chapter of a book that was the most meaningful chapter of my whole life. Like, I don't know, you've probably have books that were really meaningful. I do sure. too. But yeah. this is not just a book, but a single chapter. And, chapter. and that's going to be his lecture on the Paschalines. Oh, so, oh, so all that to say, we get to learn from uh, a, ca- a brilliant Catholic uh, theologian, writer, priest. And then we have a number of others uh, like myself that will be like, all right, how do we flesh that out a little bit? From the wisdom of our own tradition. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm so excited for us. I'm so excited for you. You know, um, as far as those concentric circles go and then yeah. and the widening and the widening. Um, I loved I I really love how honest you were about that because it's totally true. Um, but I was I was thinking uh something really changed for me. There was this it was just a moment, um, yeah. but it generalized and it really affected my whole life and how okay. I saw um i don't i don't i guess the way to say it is inclusion uh, of other people's ideas and beliefs yeah. but it was this or maybe it's a mm, i don't know uh what happened is that i was in this really awkward small circled group of women who felt a little bit desperate to get out of the house when they had toddlers okay, okay and so sure. there was like literally five of us and it, our group was led by a nun who was a little on the stoic side okay. and she had us Put our hands like on our neighbor's knee, and then she had us—I'm br- not kidding—breathe together. Okay. Now there were only five of us, right? And it was 9 a.m., and we don't know anything about each other, and we are like inhaling and exhaling. It was, yeah. It was so her artlessness about the way that she had us do this was yeah. so comical. <laughs> but there was something, Aaron, yeah. about yeah. everything being taken down to its yeah. most elemental function
1: yeah.
0: of just breathing air together yeah. that yes. I was like, yes. these are my people. Yep. Like and there was there was something about we're all just children here. Like yeah. we are yep. all so for lack of a better word, speaking of artless, dumb. Like, we're all <laughs> so clueless. And there was yeah. something about
1: yeah.
0: um, realizing that his love for it, you might feel really, really right, and that's fine. You might be, yeah. but there's something about your rightness. What's more valuable than being yeah. right? You know, right. like God's love for us is so yeah. huge that everything just needs to stay in proper proportion. That's all. Yeah. That's you know, right. so it's that's like right. this is so that's small right. compared to God's great love. You know, yeah. like me right. being that's certain right. about this thing is so small compared to breathing air with these women you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know. That was just a really humbling I experience for me. Yes. And it feels like a microcosm of what's about to happen at pastors, priests, and guides. I mean- Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what I love about that, what a great story. What I love about that is she had she said, hey, God's love is bigger than you're being right. You're all yeah. connected. Believe that that's true. Wow. She would have been- technically right she would have wow. said all the things excellent point. but instead she just created space and, totally. and taught you a practice oh gosh and oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. thank you for saying that and so i mean so cool. yeah and so that that is at the heart i mean you, you brought it up right at the beginning this is not a conference this is if we invited mm-hmm. her we wouldn't say <laughs> give a 10-minute lecture on connectedness we would right. say teach us a practice
2: yeah and
1: oh, so awesome. um yeah that's so beautiful.
0: our culture in our culture's chaotic pace. It doesn't leave a whole yeah. lot of room for, um, for rest or reflection or restoration. And a lot of times it's really only in retreat that yeah. we can even realize um, what we're up against. You know, it's only yeah, in being right. still and silent that we can say, oh, okay, I'm over this thing. Okay, I'm yeah. doing pretty good here. Or, oh, yep. I'm under this thing. I'm not, I'm yep. not doing so hot here. Yep. Or, you know what? I have more options than just fight or flight. You know, yeah. like there are, there are some, some – a, a wider range of experiences that I can coach myself into. Yep. Um, that's right. That's right. And so, you know, I know that you're so good at um, – Appreciating silence, or at yeah. least you've made it a practice. You've made yeah. it a discipline, even yeah. if you don't feel yeah. good at it. No, um, I'm not good, what, but it's critical. Yeah. Yeah. What are yeah. the advantages of a slower pace?
1: Oh, I mean, um, you start to bump into reality. Mm. I yeah. think um, that's really good. <laughs> living in fantasy can really only be sustained. Uh, I don't know if I think that. One of the greatest ways to sustain fantasy is to stay so busy y- you yes. never notice how fake it it looks Raha. or feels yeah. Yeah, and that's good. we've all done it we've probably all did it this week <laughs> at <laughs> yeah. some point where we had an inkling of something that wanted to to emerge or wanted to speak to us and i was mm. like well instead i have six emails that i hadn't finished i'll just do the six emails you know right so or- i we yeah.
0: scroll, you know. Or it's like, we
1: scroll. Oh, it's so true. Scrolling is my midterm spiritual director. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> scrolling is my spiritual director. I what? Is,
0: There's really smart people there. It's fine. Oh that's like, I'm getting therapy.
1: Look. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, please do someday. Please do a uh, an episode on scrolling yeah. as my spiritual director. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well,
0: so, and Instagram is community, and money yeah, is success. No, I, know. I, I know. mean, yep. all yep. all the things. It's like yep. this is my autopilot.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: This this is that's the right. way that I get programmed yep. to yep. doing life. Yep. And th- when you think about what autopilot actually is, is that something kind of has to break yeah. in order for you to go? Yeah. Okay, wait.
1: <laughs> no, that's exactly <laughs> what, right. What's going on? Yeah. And so to to answer your question, I, I feel like silence makes space for reality to emerge yeah and of course, we who are uh, connected to the big story of of Jesus, and I, I would argue almost everyone has some sort of like sense that that's God, or that's that's the Creator. That's the one mm-hmm. who holds this all together. yeah. um, I had a friend who used to say reality with a capital R. um that's God. God Mm -hmm. is the ultimate reality. And so space allows our personal reality to start to emerge, the truth, Mm -hmm. and then the capital reality, capital T truth Mm -hmm. to begin to speak. And um, I think it's so, which I think for us at the retreat, silence is so difficult and it's so powerful that we are really careful inviting people into silence. You know, that first night, we don't say, all right, here's an hour, silence, yeah. go. You know, that, that wouldn't be helpful. That would be like, um, yeah. So what we do is we just have guided experiences along the way, ways to breathe yeah. and slow down. It, the, the retreat starts very communal. We're doing this together. We're carrying mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's only halfway through the retreat, middle of the second day, where we give everyone a two to three hour chunk of silence space where you can go off you can go find a tree sit under it you (laughs) can i mean a lot of people said i'm going to take a nap Mm. and that was the the most loving thing i can do for these tired bones yes is to say not going back on instagram i'm -hmm. going to my bed yeah and so but so uh but yeah, so that time is critical. But we really want to want to guide people there in a responsible way.
0: So I yeah. um, I teach yoga, and there's a temptation. Uh, the The silence can be. It's a really important part of the practice. Yeah, when I mean, we all need savasana, it's like there sure. is a there's a rhythm. It's like we worked for for this, and now yeah. we have this rhythm. That's of right. And now yep. there's the built-in silence. Yeah. But um, you can want. It's a temptation to strong arm what it is you want people to leave with. A little bit like Sister Joanne, like you were just saying. She could have done this and that wouldn't have been effective. So you, you do. You have to make room. But one of the things that I say is similar to what you're saying is when I'm leading my class, I tell them that I have three favorite things that can happen in class. And one of them is when people sing along because I do Christian yoga. So it's it's set to praise and worship. So I love when people sing, um, even if it's just to themselves. But then the other thing is I love when, if I'm calling out something and you um, do something that your body needs. That's not what I said. Yeah. I am f- like, yes, that yes. that's what I yes. want for you. Yes. So if I have us in something and you're in child's pose, mm. I have, I feel like I have done my work. And then the other thing is if people fall asleep, I'm like, if yes. you are comfortable yes. and relaxed enough to fall asleep. Yes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think it was uh, Brennan Manning who wrote, I love if this. you ever fall asleep during mm-hmm. prayer, don't kick yourself. Yeah. How does a parent feel of when the kid trusts happy. them enough mm. to fall asleep mm. on their chest? <laughs> what a gracious. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so so here's here's a question for you. Can I flip the conversation real quick? Sure. Um I've only been to yoga one time. Okay. And it's it's been on my list for like 8 years of something uh-huh. I want to get into. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm honestly, I'm intimidated. Okay. I don't, I'm, I, I can't stretch, so I'm really unflexible, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I'm just, I'm worried I'm going to spend the whole time in there, not knowing what to do, falling uh-huh. down. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder if some people who would love to come to this retreat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who know they need it, mm-hmm. but feel like, I don't know about contemplative practices. Right. I don't know how to do this. I'm scared. I'm not going to know when to sit, when to stand, when, you know that whole thing. Mm-hmm. How would you advise me as a mm-hmm. yoga teacher who mm-hmm. teaches clueless people like Erin um, graciously and invites people like me into mm-hmm. your practice? How mm-hmm. would you speak to me and us, our team, inviting yeah. people into a retreat like this?
0: Yeah. There's no wrong way to have a body. And so if you have a body and if you can breathe and connect some movement to your breath, I promise you that it will be transformative. It doesn't matter. There is no such thing as perfection. That's why we, we call it a practice because we are practicing. And so there is no expectation, uh, I, you know, and, and I think that it's normal and it's natural to, to look at pictures of people who make their living doing this kind of thing sure. and think, well, I'm not a pretzel. That's never going to happen. It doesn't have to. That's not yeah. what yoga is. It's connecting movement and breath. It's feeling a sensation of stretch. And we are all mm-hmm. wired together so differently that mm-hmm. that sensation of stretch is going to happen at a different place for every body. And your body is welcome here. And we live such disconnected lives. We know that our our whole human self to be fully human is this glorious mix of mind and body and spirit. And we reject, we compartmentalize them because we're so uncomfortable with one or the other. They never come into harmony at the same time. And I am certain that it's what God intended. And so we we have these very complicated relationships with our bodies, so much so that it makes us have a complicated relationship with the person who inhabits it. And so if we could just bring everything together into heart, it is no accident that people live Leave a yoga class going, wow, we never want to go. We're constantly avoiding the things that are complicated for us. We never want to go. And every single time, no one walks out of a good yoga class where an instructor has celebrated your body and said, um, you know, that was a waste of time. Ever. You leave floating. Because everything has come together in harmony, so I, you know, I think that there, the setup, is a lot of permission. I am so glad you're just here. You're here, Mm -hmm. you know. And so there's a lot of permission. There's a lot of celebration. There are a couple of um, phrases that I feel really set an atmosphere, and one of them is, you know, and gosh, I could go on forever. But there's a great reclaiming of your body, Um, and so I will tell everyone to draw an imaginary circle around your body. This is your space. Nothing in yoga happens without your permission. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the just a big, you know, arms over your head and, and pointing your toes, take up all your space. You know, just that invitation to be fully yourself. So, uh, you know, I, I had this thought, Aaron, and, and it reminded me so much of what you're doing, but I think that we have a backwards way of thinking that our transformation is what's going to determine God's benevolence. When wow. really it is God's benevolence that is going to affect our, tra- that's what's going to cause our transformation. Wow. And so there is something really powerful about laying there loved under the tender gaze of a father who loves you just as you are. And you can get rid of the pesky thought that tells you, you ought to be somebody different. And so that's, that's what yoga is for me. That's the, that's the, the atmosphere that I try to create. So it's, it, yeah. Yeah. Thank
1: you. That's sweet of you.
0: (laughs) Listen. Aaron is silently fist pumping. Thank you. It's so nice.
1: (laughs) No matter what we talk about for the next few minutes, that was the best part of this conversation. Oh, stop. I'm telling you, that was so moving for me. Um, Both when I think about- You
0: just became a yogi, I think. I think that's what just happened. Seriously.
1: Both when I think about myself in connection with my body, like if I'm- at some point going to mm-hmm. enter into something that like that that scares me. And when I think about these retreats and mm-hmm. when I think about my work with leading spiritual practices and all this, like, oh, that is, I'm gonna listen to that again. So that's
0: really sweet. Thank, thank you so much, Aaron. I feel thank I you. feel very loved by you. Thank you. Um, okay. So here, listen, we live in a society. I just, we can kind of close on this before we like promote the heck out of this, but (laughs) we live in a society that really squashes curiosity. Yeah. Would you mind taking a moment to, to unpack why I feel like, um, the things that we know can change at any moment. And, and can you tell us why that's okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That things change.
0: Yeah, that like that things can, the things that we know, you know, or the things that we think yeah. we know, yeah. those things can change at any moment. Like that's right.
1: Can that's you right. help
0: set us up to to maybe come at that a little more calmly? Like,
1: yeah, I don't
0: know. I I feel like that that that's going to be some important groundwork to yeah to you know to showing up hopeful. Is that I don't. Because I feel indignant right now. I'm going to be honest. Like I feel yeah. so indignant about the ways that people are disappointing me, you know? Yeah. And so I know that I have work to do right. in softening. And I feel like the right. answer is probably curiosity.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe I would start here in my life experience. When I thought I knew something, the crumbling of that was that, I mean, as terrifying as it gets, you feel like your whole world, what you've built, y- your foundation is just crumbling and falling apart. However, when I look back, almost no, no, I would say every time one of those major things crumbled, something bigger yeah. emerged in its place.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yes. so I've never had a, a, some sort of worldview or belief that when it fell, it was replaced by something smaller. Oh
0: my it's goodness. Always been. there. Thank you so much. That's so good.
1: Yeah. So that's when, Why when I talk,
0: forget? gosh, I forget.
1: Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Well, we don't, uh, a lot of times we miss out because the pain of, of it crumbling really is excruciating. Yeah. And so yeah. we're not, we're not, short term we're smart to avoid that because that it hurts and it's scary and it's disillusioning and but it's why my my friends who are deconstructing or are losing faith in ways i often especially if we're friends because i i I never want to minimize the pain but if we're friends i often will smile and say i'm so excited for you
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there
1: is something, something that is. I mean, my my kid just a couple years ago, my youngest kid was losing his baby teeth. Well, what is that making space for? Yeah, bigger yeah. adult teeth. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a good thing, but it's scary <laughs> when your teeth are falling yeah, out. You yeah. know? <laughs> so I I think there there is. I am like deeply certain about less now than I've ever been, especially in terms of the details. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But one of my Bedrock certainties is that the big story is really good,
0: yeah, gosh, that's so good. That's such yeah. a great. That's just a great way to finish. yeah, thank you so much. They,
1: they called it good news for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And just because the American container for it has corroded to a point where it doesn't seem like good news very often, that doesn't change what the story was and actually is. Amen. And so we have got to dig down, dig yeah. back yeah. and find that story cuz I mean, blessed are the poor, blessed mm-hmm. are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers. That's the story. That's what we're being invited into and it's the only hope for our world. Yeah. Um but we've got some work to do to un, you know, it's almost like it's mummified inside mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. that probably need to be broken open.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Let's promote, promote, promote. When, <laughs> where, what are the yeah. things that you're most excited about happening in that space? Like, So yeah. let's let's start with the cities.
1: Yeah. Well, we're doing three retreats, January 23rd through 25th in Houston.
0: Come on, guys. You Come are
1: going to, <laughs> yes. going to be there. I'm going to be there. Which, which gets, it makes me so excited. I'm so glad you're going to be there. So Houston in January. And then um, we're going to be back in New York City, right here at uh, General Theological Seminary, first three days of May, May 1, 2, and 3. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm telling you, spring in Manhattan is glorious. So now I hope you know, no one is forbidden to come to more than one. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if you're Uh looking for something to do first week of May, um, and then the, the last one is going to be the end of August, and that one's going to be in the Chicago area mm-hmm. at Bellarmine Retreat Center, which is my spiritual director, Jesuit priest. That's where mm-hmm. he lives and does his work. So he's going to be um, a large part of leading mm-hmm. that retreat in the Chicago area in August. So all the details, pastors, priests, and guides.com. Yes. Um. And then I would say even more, I mean, that's where the like real details are, mm-hmm. but um, our Instagram page, mm-hmm. pastors, priests, and Guides, we're just sharing tons of stuff and okay. interviews and comments and ideas. And we're trying to give like a taste of, of what this invitation is. So
0: got it. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And you know, it says P- pastors, priests, and guides, but that's expansive. We had a lot of spiritual yeah. directors. I mean, yeah. it's basically anyone who is yeah. actively serving a spiritual mm-hmm. community, right? Right. um you are welcome. Yeah. yeah.
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You know, I know that there's no quick fixes. I know that there's no, yeah. you know, magic wands or sudden transformations, yeah. but we can choose to reach for hope. That's we can so we can true. that it's it, we can choose yep. to do that and yep. you you show us a way to live, Aaron, where resolve is um strengthened by mm. life's trials instead yeah. of crushed by them yeah. and i'm yeah, just yeah. really really grateful because you take the good and the bad and the blessed and the bruised and the remarkable yeah. and the redeemed and you use that all of it you use mm. all every single bit of it to not only teach yourself lessons but then like i said in the beginning like bring others along and i i yes. just I'm really, really grateful for your work. I'm grateful for mm-hmm. the people that you've surrounded yourself with. Mm-hmm. Guys, please yeah, go too. follow these accounts. Please consider coming. Um, I will be in Houston. Yes. Um, I am am grateful for you, Aaron. I think that people are going to really um, attach to this conversation as well, because yeah. in a lot of ways, we're just all in the same place and need this we so badly. Are.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man, thank you so much for inviting me back. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This was great. We did it. Yes. Will there be a
0: three? (laughs) (laughs) We can process the retreat after. All right. Thanks, Aaron. That's right.
1: All right. Blessings.
0: Friends, I adore Be a Heart Design. Go ahead and look them up now while you listen and hit follow. Be a Heart Design is committed to creating and experiencing beauty. They create products that walk us through the joys and sorrows of life. Swaddle blankets, wooden puzzles, laptop sleeves, lunchboxes, digital planners, and my very favorite paper planner. This thing does not just keep me organized, but it also keeps me rooted in prayer. Everything that's created is designed to reflect God's goodness. Go to Be A Heart Design on Instagram and Beahart.com to check out the many gifts for special occasions. Christmas is just around the corner. Or just... Pick something up to let someone know that you're thinking of them or go pick up something for yourself. You'll love it.
2: Good morning, Beefy. Hi, Beefy, Beef, Beef. I have a question.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yes.
2: Do we ever go to church (laughs) camp together?
0: Uh, Surely. I mean, from age nine on, you would. Yeah.
2: But why do I have no recollection? I don't know. I don't
0: either. It must have been really, really lame if neither one of us can recollect it at all.
2: <laughs> no well, it was either completely unremarkable or so remarkable that we blacked it out. One of the nice. other.
0: Yes. Whatever the case, we need new experiences, which is why, Beef, you're going with me to Pastors, Priests, and Guides in January. I'm so, so, so excited.
2: Oh, clearly. Ugh, I need mean, it so bad. I have been, as you know, on an intense level yeah. of autopilot lately. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, so I think autopilot came
0: up a little bit in our conversation. I mm-hmm. think and I, I wanted to say this. I'm, I'm not sure if I did. I can't remember. But I was thinking about it. And it's like, as far as autopilot goes, there is always reasons to keep it up. Like there mm-hmm. is never going to be a good enough reason to stop to like actually do it unless it breaks. Oh, I, I did say that unless something breaks. It's like there is so much to do.
2: For sure. I mean, between work and home, Mm -hmm. there's a million people to answer to, a million tasks at varying levels of completion. Um, And if I were to wait for it to all be taken care of before I retreated, that time would never come. That's
0: right. Exactly. It would never happen. And I I feel like this is the mercy of God because he just knows, hey, y'all are going to suck at this. Like Mm -hmm. y'all are going to be so bad at this. You're going to double book. You're going to spread yourselves way too thin. And it's like, he says, so I have prescribed a Sabbath for you people. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like here I am on, you know, a roll with creation, you know, really getting going (laughs) at day six, but watch this. I'm going to stop day seven so that y'all can see this so that I can model it for you because you need it so bad.
2: Yep. A prescribed stop, right? It's good. Yes, skin. Yeah, because um, because I can never really find a good enough reason to do something that feels like a self indulgence, right? Even mm-hmm. something that I would love, like a retreat with my beef in our hometown.
0: Oh, you! I see you're gonna you're gonna make me wear a onesie, aren't you? I see where mm-hmm. this is
2: going. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, really, I love it's, it. It's like I feel guilty leaving tasks incomplete.
0: Yeah. That is 100% why God commanded it. It's a commandment, beef. You're a rule follower. It's a commandment. He is commanding (laughs) you to go to a retreat with me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And to do something good for me, right? I feel guilty even though I need it so bad.
0: Yes, yes. Well, commandment, Um, you're going to retreat and we're going to have a great time and it's going to be great.
2: So I think he's commanding you to wear a onesie. (laughs)
0: Fine. I'll do it. Um, you know, here's, here's the thing is that as far as like create, if that feels like an indulgence, I feel like that's always an enemy's way of saying of, of kind of getting in the way of something good that we need.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I loved Aaron's description of the retreat, right? He's, I know he's putting together amazing people, but um, I love how like thoughtful, but Hands off, he is. Um, mm. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. he seems like really committed to everyone having their own experience. Um, and there's something about that approach that like already makes me feel welcome, totally.
0: Yeah, me too. I get that. Yeah, I like that a lot.
2: Um, and I know it's going to be so good for my whole family because it's going to be good for me, right? Like, mm. it wasn't separate from Jesus's love of his people, like his people, people his disciples, it wasn't separate from of his love for them, um, but it was because of his love for them that he sometimes needed to be away from them. Right.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's really good. The whole self-care component. You know, we talked about like putting your mask on first. Yes. All of that. That's really,
2: mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, you know, <laughs> thinking about Jesus's people and his disciples, they were always like, wait, where'd he go? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> <laughs> right? He found a cave. He's he like slipped up the mountain again. Where'd he go? Sneaky Jesus.
2: Um, and I bet when he went, he was, In a (laughs) in a onesie. (laughs) Onesie. (laughs) All
0: right, beef. beef, See you there. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for being here. A very special thank you to all guests and sponsors. A really special thank you to Taylor Schroll for mixing and editing. For more content, you can head over to Instagram at Allison M. Sully and TikTok at Sullivan Family TikTok. You can also check out Forte Catholic and subscribe there, where you have a 25% chance of hearing me co host. I am so grateful for all of the love and support that we offer each other here.
1: Today's show was a production of Allison Sullivan in conjunction with the Forte Catholic Podcast Network.
0: For more great Catholic podcasts, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash podcasts
2: or wherever you listen to podcasts.